Welcome back to the Real Slim Fady Show. I am Fady Hawatma. I am your host, and I am blessed to be joined with Trevor Zachney from Shitty Coolers, one of my now really good friends. You know, six months ago, nine months ago, we didn't even know each other. Um, so, welcome to the show, Trevor. Thank you. Yes, started listening as soon as you started firing up a podcast. I was in, man. I appreciate it. So, I, first of all, I want to congratulate you. Because you guys just had a huge milestone. Yeah, so we recently um, landed an investment from the um, founder of Deathwish Coffee, Mike Brown. He's joined the shitty crew to kind of build this into something special. So we're really excited on like this next chapter of shitty. Yeah, b- before getting investment, it was pretty much self-funded, uh, debt, credit cards, everything you can imagine to get it to the point that it's at now. But yeah, we're more th- we're thrilled to bring him on and uh, where we could take this thing now. To clarify, Shitty Coolers is your company. Did a poor job of saying exactly. Uh, so when you say someone's a shitty, shitty cooler, you know the shitty gang. Um, you're not calling them shitty. You're saying it's a shitty coolers, which yeah, I love the name. Tell the or- origin story of the shitty cooler name. Yeah, absolutely. I was at a music festival in Michigan uh, called Faster Horses. It's a really country music festival. It's very you camp for three, four days at a time, and they play live music all day, every night for four days. I went there solo, didn't know anybody, just said, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to this festival, let's have a good time. I noticed that everybody had, you know, a Yeti cooler or expensive coolers, Arctic coolers that they were putting their beer in and they were treating them like it was this treasure chest full of, you know, their booze and they had to lock them to their truck, bring them into their, Mm -hmm. their tent when they were sleeping and I was like, I thought this idea of just this cooler status was ridiculous. Um, All I had was my old ass cooler in the family. Um, So I went home and my brother actually bought a Yeti cooler. Um, And I'm like, like, why did you need to spend that much money on a Yeti? And I started kind of making fun of him about it. Long story short, I taped a napkin to a old cooler that we had in the family and and put it next to the Yeti and kind of was like, who needs a good Yeti when you already have a shitty? that took off like that was just my snapchat followers that were following me at the time liked it whatever a couple months went by and i'm like you know what i think there's really a market for people who like to have a good time and drink with a cooler and have like this culture around it that was never tapped into um in coolers right so Mm -hmm. i like i immediately seen you know i've seen one the culture of the festival that i've never seen before in my life i don't know if you've never been to a camping festival but it's yeah, yeah, and then you had the combination of that plus a cooler company. It makes too, it made too much sense in my mind. So since that time, it was let's push this to the absolute max and push shitty. So first year in sales, we did like three hundred twenty thousand stickers, crushed it. Like at the time, I was a teacher, worked the side job, did that for about five five years before we ended up. I quit teaching about two years ago now. Now we get into um, we sell backpack coolers shirts stickers hats like we're, we're definitely pulling in the whole culture of the company and not just sticking to like one avenue of revenue so yeah that's kind of how the origin started of the the name shitty so first off i love that and you so you were side hustling shitty coolers for five years yes yeah i was a special ed teacher i started teaching special ed in 2016 right when we founded the brand and then wow. did that for five years i would I would work during my prep hour. I would go after after hours 
into the office, try to send out orders, whatever we could. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's crazy looking back. I do not know how I fucking did it looking back. Yeah, right? Like definitely, it's definitely crazy. It's definitely one of those things where people are always like, oh my gosh, they came out of nowhere. It's like, yeah, you know, we're a five-year overnight success. People don't understand the sacrifices necessary to legitimately launch a company let alone a brand let alone what you guys did right it's not like you knew the market you knew the pro you were like just like hey this is dope and you started getting some traction and then just kept running with it right yeah it was a lot of trial by error like it felt like i, yeah. I use that analogy all the time it feels like you're almost flying a plane putting it together like it's just yeah. non-stop kind of go 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 um and yeah the funding part of it definitely makes you feel a little bit more comfortable and more like long-term strategic planning than yeah. where we were at before where you're almost, you know, you can't think that far in advance. Um, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you don't have the, the funds to do it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's great. We're in a great spot right now. So. Yeah. And, and I want to talk about that a little bit, right? When we first, the reason we know each other is because you are a clockwork subscriber. You're a clockwork user. Now we're, we're, you know, good friends and we built that friendship around getting through some of the toughest toughest struggles uh of your business right we were we were we were helping you know you and i the second we met we were like hey let's let's talk a little more yeah 100 so, percent. i'm gonna i'm just gonna share the story from from my angle so i was yeah. pretty much in the office we had you know we were having financial troubles it was tough like running the business for five years trying to from a sticker company to a cooler company, you're trying to take massive risks financially, right? So you're trying to order mm-hmm. more coolers, you're trying to spend more on ads, you're trying to like take those leaps. And I would say they definitely caught up to us, um, especially me not having all eyeballs on the business for that long. Definitely yeah. money is leaking through, right? So we're, we weren't getting everything out of what we were putting into it. Uh, with me quitting, definitely more eyeballs were on it. So I, I hopped on the call. I hopped on the call with Clockwork. So I'm like, you know what? We're really like, we need to get our financials in order. Like we need to figure this out. Seen Clockwork, seen an ad, clicked on it, hopped on the call and you hopped on the call and you were the CEO. And I'm like, oh shit, the CEO's on the fucking call. I'm <laughs> now. Like, let's go. So I thought at that point, I would say for myself, I became very vulnerable. That was the first time I became like super vulnerable and we're like, Hey, I need help. Like this, I'm not mm-hmm. running this right. Like I'm starting to see like we're burning too much money. Like I need help. And I would mm-hmm. say from that point of me being very vulnerable and you understanding the financial part of it and the struggle mm-hmm. that I was going to because you went through similar struggles with clockwork and trying to find funding and getting that that you mm-hmm. knew exactly where I was at and you gave me that belief that you know what? This fucking sucks right now. Like this is I'm hitting definitely a low, but like there yeah. definitely is some light, you know, there is some light yeah. and that light didn't happen till you know, nine, 10 months later. But yeah. I think that was the turning point in my mentality. And uh, I definitely appreciate it because, you know, most yeah. people at that point are like, oh, this is done or no, we don't have enough money left or, hey, mm-hmm. let's file for bankruptcy or, hey, let's, you know, let's throw in the towel, let's sell the company. You know, you could go all those different routes when shit's hit mm-hmm. the fan, right? So yeah. it, I noticed that through that time, like as long as I had belief that it was going to work, nothing mm-hmm. was going to get in the way of finding the funding, which was the goal. So, so yeah, yeah, I would say 
meeting you is definitely a huge turning point, which is why I'm happy to hop on any amount of podcasts you want. Because <laughs> I just I appreciate it from like a belief standpoint in the company, like you seeing it from the outside and going, yeah, that this is going to work. Like you just need to keep going. I appreciate that, man. And, and you know, I have I have nothing but I have nothing but respect and kind kind things and I'm all to think about you. So Tim Grover, I always talk about his book Winning, right? It's the road to the unforgiving road to greatness by Tim Grover. Tim Grover was Michael Jordan's personal trainer, someone I respect. I mean, Michael Jordan is the goat. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, he is the goat. No one's better than him ever. No one will ever be better than him. I don't care how many how many points you put up. Um, Michael Jordan had a different mentality, and then Tim Grover even trained Kobe with mama mentality. And so he's he, Dwayne Wade and he's helped literally the, the most world-class athletes uh, get out of their stuff. And one of the things that he says in his book is on the road to greatness, like if you're going through hell, most people stop. Yep. And if you're going through hell and you stop, you're going to live in hell. You are, you are there. And if you stop going, you're stuck there. Right. If you keep pushing, there's another, there's a way out, but you just have to keep pushing. Yep. And 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 a lot of people talk about, you know, half the battle is showing up. Fuck that. Half the battle is not showing up. Half the battle is keeping going. Yep. Like, move your ass, pick up, wake up the next morning when you're tired and keep going every single day. That's how you get through to the other end. That's 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 showing up, but you're not showing up is overrated. Doing right. the work is is what people always are scared of, but that's what separates the winners from the losers. It really does. Yeah, there's so many. You're so right on that. That there's so many times you could just like go. You know what? I'm throwing it in. I'm throwing in the towel. Yeah. Like this, you could make up each scenario in your head. I realize that. Like when you we're kind of on mindset right now, and I realize that on yeah. the road to funding, you're gonna battle that mindset of, oh, this is gonna be the biggest fucking thing ever. Like this business is gonna succeed and, and grow mm -hmm. and kill it. And the other side of your your brain is going, oh fuck, I really hope this goes through. I hope nothing happens and and we bail or like the month. Yeah. like you're constantly in that battle and if you aren't on the belief side and on that positivity side of the mm -hmm. mindset you're yeah. you're literally going to go downhill and you're not you're not gonna get to the point that we want to get to um in life and in business right so, yeah so yeah i would say to go on mindset like when you talk about michael jordan and those guys um we were just at a 10x conference for grant cardone he held a 10x oh, yeah. conference in vegas and he actually had Tom Brady come in and speak. And wow. it was one of the most unbelievable things. Like they were just having a conversation about mindset, and family, and just balancing all of that. And that conference was just hit home. And it talked a lot about just the mindset of it. You know, you're mm -hmm. going to have those times where just shit is not going right. And I expect yeah. now, right, just because we have funding, you got funding with Clockwork, you're on this yeah. road to success, you're trying to grow it. Like you're gonna run into to speed bumps, you know, and just like mm -hmm. understand that that is gonna happen, and that yeah. it's gonna be days where it's just a wash. Like what you're doing is just you're constantly going, um, mm -hmm. and that's just the name of the game. Yeah, I mean, dude, it, it's it's literally putting in the work every single day. Because I mean, I started Clockwork five years now, which is absolutely insane. When I look back at the five years, I feel like it lasted fifty years, but I feel like I just started it. Right. Building Clockwork and starting Clockwork was single-handedly the most difficult thing I've ever had to do in my life. Yeah. And last year, it was funny. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you guys got funding. Who fucking cares? 
you know, who fucking cares? We got funding. We closed two million from a VC and out in Boston, you know, like it's not some just rinky dink, like mm-hmm. a Boston based VC. Everyone was like, holy moly, you're killing it. It's like, dude, you don't even understand the what happens now. Like <laughs> now shit gets real. Now I can't, you know, clockwork is now bigger than my myself because I like you like you were like you saw, right? I was on the sales calls. I was still doing all the sales. I was still closing all the deals. I was still helping people, all of them, not just a few of them. And we closed funding and I'm like, great. Clockwork is larger than I am. I need to hire people. I need to figure out who can pick up uh, some of the pieces and, and buy my time back by hiring more people so I can go and focus on other stuff that's going to move the needle on a grander scale and let other people move the needle on 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 their department on their their you know I call it sandboxes I give everyone a sandbox you have to own your sandbox I'm always super grateful bringing on people and working with people that trust me to work at my company right it's not their company they're they're taking a risk coming to work here but finding the right people is so hard it is so difficult to find the right people and then when you find the right people making sure that they're not poisoned with bad people. Like every additional hire, people always think, oh, well, you have 10 employees now. It should be so easy. It's like, no, because now I have 10 other people that could be poisoned by the next person that I bring on or the next person that I bring on. And if if our culture starts going sideways, that's something you cannot get back in short order. Like it will drain your company, drain your employees, drain you. And I was drained last year. I was drained. So, and I know you. I know you. You had employee situations. I'll call them um, as well. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that's one of the. I mean, it's definitely a blessing, like to work beside other people and like build something to grow. But yeah, I mm-hmm. guess you could say there's times where it becomes a distraction to what you're doing. Yeah. Like you definitely have to balance. Like, okay, is this causing more of a distraction than it is? of where I need to be going and am I spending too much time on these people or whoever I'm working yeah. with or with them and are we even working in the right direction like you start yeah. to like you start like that this has made me kind of step back this past year um and be like okay look at employees look at what everyone's doing look at you know what needs to be put into this and not make it more complex than it needs to be like mm-hmm. grow it as lean as possible think through who those hires are going to be before you actually start pulling the trigger on it. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it could go, it could go just South real quick. Like, especially when you have like employees that possibly could be your friends before, you know, you, you, yeah. have, friends oh, yeah. or you have people that are close to you, especially when you're first starting, right? Like, yeah, you're just trying to pull in anybody. You're like, Hey, can you yeah. come <laughs> help me with orders? Hey, can you come yeah. help me do customer service? Hey, like, and yeah. you're just trying to like, do whatever as a startup right but when Mm -hmm. you become you grow you grow you grow it it becomes very real right as you as you start to grow and i think i've grown like i began to understand like those dynamics and different things and be able to balance conversations and Mm -hmm. and have them the right way uh, which is something that you're just not taught you know going into this again yeah special education teacher all of a sudden now you're pulled in and now you're running a business having to hire employees and and be a leader. Yeah. I think I am naturally, but like 
Yeah. It's, it's definitely a learning curve. You're like, what the holy shit? I didn't know I signed up for this. You know, yeah. thinking you should be doing something else. But you're like, nope, I'm actually doing this now. And mm-hmm. that's what people don't understand too, right? They think, oh, yeah. well, he owns it or they, they own the business. Well, they just get to do what they want to do. And most likely that is not the fucking case. You are doing no. stuff that you actually don't want to be doing, which is then comes in the mindset. Like, yeah. Are you willing to give up just because you're not doing what you're doing, making what you want to make? Like, is, yeah. are you not fulfilled? Because then you uh, 100%. Go and then go do something else, right? Man, people always ask, they're like, you know, well, you're the CEO, blah, blah, blah. It's like, I'm the janitor of clockwork. I pick up the shit that other people don't want to pick up. Right. Because it's all, it, as the CEO, the company's failures are as much yours, if not more than yours, than the wins. And if things fail, it's on your head. I don't care if someone else messed up, someone else made, you know, made a mistake, someone else didn't hit their numbers. It's on you. And people don't understand that being the CEO, you have to clean up everything. And I'm not talking about just like business stuff, right? If they can't show up and they can't do their work because they're doing XYZ or going through XYZ personal battle, that's on your head too. You have to figure out how to help them. And then all your other all your other team members, all your other employees. It's this whole family mentality. A bit if you work at a company, you're not a family. I, I don't care how how squishy everyone likes to think that, oh, startup family, we're all family. You're not family. When push comes to shove and, and what we're seeing in the last few months with the tech companies, right? Hundreds of thousands of jobs are being lost. When you get ranked and stacked and they look at you on an Excel spreadsheet on the bottom 10% that they're going to cut, you think they give a shit about family? Right. No. no. And people right. need to be real. People need to be real with that. Right. Uh, I think, too, to go off of that, I think a good way to look at it is is to, like, with employees, we're really slim right now. Like, we have our four yeah. owners right now, and that's it. I mean, pretty much. So, mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, with which we tend to, we're possibly going to hire down the road, obviously. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But with that, I think, I think it's important that when you bring people on to like understand their goals, like, you know, like you, you yeah. bring on these people and they have your, we ask them all these questions in the company and what this and that it's like, well, personally, like, where, where do you want to be? Like, do you, yeah. are you happy at 50 K? Like, is that your max or you want to make mm-hmm. 75 or hundred K? Like, yeah. It's almost like you need to like, I'm not saying to you, I'm saying to anybody, like just yeah. understand what that person wants out of it, like personally, yeah. and yep. then like kind of go from there and be like, all right, like let's figure this out. Because if they're they're out of it personally, they don't even know what they want within the company. They don't mm-hmm. care how much they're making. There's kind of like this whatever, like that's just going to continue, continue, continue. And then it's like, mm-hmm. and then it creates this awkward conversation too down the road. We're like, I just don't feel like I'm making enough or, you yeah. know, it's like just figuring it all out up front, like definitely makes sense in helping, I guess, them achieve their mm-hmm. successes through it um, may help. And, and, and this is advice for you as you scale your company and for anyone else listening that's that's a founder or entrepreneur that wants to hire more employees, hire more team members, is if you don't know what that person is going to come in and absolutely do, and they don't either, they haven't done it before, they don't have an understanding of it, 
it is a recipe for disaster because I made that mistake several times as I've been scaling clockwork. I hire someone that I'm like, I don't really think I need exactly your profile on the sales side, but I know I need help with sales. I know I need to increase sales. Let me just bring you on and hopefully you'll figure it out. But they're like, they've never been a leader, never been a sales leader, never been at a startup, never been at a seed stage startup. And they, and they're like, yeah, I'll, sure. I'll come and figure it out. Right. And if you're, if you're two people trying to figure it out and you don't know enough about each other, you're going to start drifting very, very quickly. And for me, that was one of my biggest mistakes in the, in the very early days of clockwork is I was bringing people on that didn't know and I didn't know. So you literally had two people not knowing what they were doing, trying to make things work. And I can't tell you how many times I'm like, well, all right, well, I'll hire you on with this title. And they're like, well, I want this title. Then I'm like, well, we'll settle on this title. And then they're like, okay, that's fine. And then in two months, they're like, actually, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do this. And it's like, well, you t- you were so adamant on X, Y, and Z, and now you're switching up on me because we just didn't know it. And it, it caused so much just resentment. Man, that was that was by far one of my biggest mistakes building up a team, and then especially in the early days of Clockwork for sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Our employee, I mean, what we had, we used to have just so many friends like come in and us help. It's so yeah, yeah. Like, just over the years, like where we were at like when you're trying to send out orders right because i mean obviously clockwork your tech so you're not gonna have to yeah yeah it's different yeah. Out of orders but like yeah when you're doing that with your boys and like you're just having fun and everything yeah. like it definitely is is awesome you know it's fun it's a great great feeling when you're like wow this is like not only are we friends brothers but yeah. like now now we're sending out these orders and like making an impact and yeah it definitely is awesome when things are clicking and that's the thing, dude, is people always look at it and they're like, oh, my God, founders are always crying. Oh, this sucks. It's so hard. It's who? It's fun. When things are clicking, like you said, and things are going well, there's no more fun position. There's no more rewarding position in the world. I don't care how much money you're making anywhere else. Right. You are. It, it's the most fun thing when things are like, holy shit, like this is actually working. Right. People actually yeah, want like, to pay us. Yeah. And then like just to have the feeling like now that we've gotten funding and we're trying to like plan out and see where we're going next, like it's definitely awesome to wake up every morning and, and realize like a, a the chapter's kind of been turned and you're on this you're on a different path now. Like you're doing something different. It's going to be different. Mm-hmm. And waking up and knowing that every morning and having it's almost like an adrenaline rush. Um you can hundred percent that we're I mean, not many people get to experience it, but like when you do get to experience it, work for yourself, run your own business, yeah. get funding, and you're you're really growing it. It's a wild ass ride. Like it's yeah. I, I wake up every morning just ready, and then yeah. three o'clock, I'm like done. So <laughs> <laughs> like I need a coffee. I need something to rip yeah. before I yeah. before I get back at it because it's like you know you got the family at home, you got the kids at home. So yeah, you're yeah. you're constantly on that that not, I wouldn't call it a hamster wheel. It's like a, almost like a good hamster wheel. Like you're yeah, yeah. self-developing, learning, running the business. Like it's just a constant, yeah. constant, you know, thing every day. And you have to give a shit, right? You have to care. You have to like deeply be obsessed with what you're doing. Like you can't just do this. And I always, I literally just yesterday I was, I was catching up with another 
another tech founder. He's out raising a Series A, and we're talking about the few people that helped get us to the level that we're at. I was like, man, they they have to be as insane as we are because you have to be crazy about what you're doing. And if you don't have people around you that are as crazy as you are and care as much as you do, it drains you. Yeah. It drains you. Yeah. I would say you definitely need the mentality. I, I call it the 10X mentality now. If you've never been to a grand yeah. conference, like it's, de- it's definitely like at you yeah. go in a room like that, everybody has that mentality and it is turned mm-hmm. on the whole time you're there for four days. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you definitely like, there's definitely a difference. You know, yeah. where yeah. I can just tell talking to different people, you you know, we're very personal people where you talk to different people and you can just tell, you know, maybe what they're doing, what they're into different things. Like mm-hmm. we're constantly not, not analyzing people, but there definitely yeah. is that sense of, okay, is this my customer? Is it like you're constantly analyzing like what yeah. you're going through in life and then relating it back to your business, which is mm-hmm. not many people are doing that. Right. It's yeah. just, the people that are sitting in seats like us. Yeah. I mean, and, and when we, when we met you, I remember our very first conversation. The very first question I asked you was, are you using QuickBooks online or zero? And you were like, no, we are using desktop. And I'm like, sorry, you can't use clockwork. Our journey could have ended right there. If I didn't give a shit about you, right? right. If I didn't give a shit to help you and your company, when you came we had the first conversation, like you said, you were vulnerable. There was no hiding behind some facade of, oh yeah, we're killing it, we're killing it, we're killing the game, grinding, hustling, all these stupid buzzwords that a lot of these entrepreneurs think that that's what makes success. You came in, you were very real, and I was very real. I could have easily been like, sorry, you can't use clockwork, you're not gonna be a prospect for us. See you later, good luck. Let me know when you sign up for QuickBooks Online. Right. But no. You emailed me the next day and you're like, hey, can we jump on another call? Like, I, I want to share some things. And I was like, yes, let's yeah. jump on another call. And we jumped on and I worked with your bookkeeper, your CPA to get you up on QuickBooks Online so I can figure stuff out. We Our journey could have ended after the first call if I didn't give a shit. Right. And if you weren't real about your stuff, our journey could have ended too. Because if you came on and said, everything's all good, I'm just looking for this tool just because, yeah. great see it will go our separate ways you may have filed for bankruptcy you may have figured it out on your own but the fact that we were both real with each other and we gave a shit about each other changed it all right no 100 percent. and i would say to go off of that it's just advice for like young entrepreneurs people just starting and getting in e-commerce like you're gonna get on a bunch of calls and you're gonna have those calls and understand from the get-go that whoever's on the other ends normally trying to fucking get something from you hundred um, percent. and they're going to butter your biscuit. They're going to tell you like, you're, you're doing great. You, this is the mm-hmm. best idea. You're a genius. You, this is great. And then mm-hmm. it's like, that's all great to hear, but you have to check your, your ego at the door and go, you know what? Like, this is all great, but like, do I need this? It, yeah. Like this person's very nice. They believe in me. They believe in the company, but do I need this software? Do I have yeah. to have it? Um, I think early on, definitely, I got caught up in that where it's like yeah. you, you're you're experiencing success, you have the revenue, you're you're doing all these good things, um, and, and you're 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 super positive when you hop on these calls with people, and it's yeah. tough to not talk, or it's you know it's easy to kind of disregard. Oh yeah, we 
need to be more profitable or we need to do this. You know, it's mm -hmm. all like the shiny object syndrome. Like, yeah. what yeah. are you running for creatives? What's your ad copy? All of these mm -hmm. things. And just the, the meat and potatoes get just pushed to the side most of yeah. the time when you're, you're starting. And it's like, yeah. I give anyone advice to just figure out financials first, get in contact with Fadi, get yeah. on QuickBooks online, and yeah. just figure out financials before you start hitting the gas pedal. Yeah, I mean, it's all part of the journey, right? It's all right. part of the journey. We all have our own journey. We all got to figure it out. Somehow, all of our journeys reflect each other's. You know, it's always funny when I talk to other founders and I, you know, I go through a really challenging period. I'm like, gosh, dang it. Nothing has ever happened to anyone else like this. And, da, da, da. and then I'll talk to another founder. They're like, oh, yeah, I went through that six months ago. This right. is what you need to do. This is how you need to do it. And now we're literally tripled revenue. And, and I'm like, holy shit. Like, no, we've never had a unique <laughs> journey. It's all just our own journey that's piled on in different ways with different perspectives. Right. But people have been through the same shit that we've been through. And if you don't have a good collective of resources and, and people that actually give a shit about your journey and that are going to be there when things go bad, when things right. go sour, you need people that are going to be there behind you. Because like you said, it's so easy to find all these people that gas you up and they kiss your ass because you're oh, yeah. running this cool company. But then when things go sour, it's like, hey, I, remember when I told you about this? I need this now. They're like, oh, shit. Sorry, I'm, I'm actually going to take another yeah. job. I'm actually going to go here. I'm going to... And it's so easy to take the easy way out. Right. And people don't people don't remember that. They don't realize that. Right. No, I, compl yeah. I completely agree. What is the one thing that you would give advice to Trevor 10 years ago? I love that question. How old was I? Let's see. I'm 32 now. I'd be 22. <laughs> Man, I'd be like early to the bar scene, just ripping. Um, 22 Trev. I would probably have to say slow, slow down, like just slow down a second yeah. and listen to your gut, like just listen to your instinct. And I say mm -hmm. that because when I graduated high school and I went to, um, I, I was a basketball player. I went to Schoolcraft mm -hmm. Community College, small, small college, um, didn't know what I wanted to go into. And um, I went to the counselor and I'm like, you know, talking to them, I said, I'm really into video production. Like I love creating shit. I love, you know, the create being create, having creativity, filming, mm -hmm. being on camera, filming other people. And they told me, you know, that's a, that's actually a dying industry video production wow. going down. Mind you, this is 2009. Wow. Um, so I was like, okay. So then I, I just started to go into other shit, you know, being yeah. a PE teacher, I thought I was going to like work on planes for a bit. Like yeah. I just didn't know what I wanted to do. And I guess I would say, follow that fucking gut instinct that you have and just go for what you, the guts telling you to go for, because if you don't, you're not going to have as much energy. You're always yeah. at the other side of it. Follow your fucking gut. That's my, that's Dude, my I love that. I love that. Your advisors were definitely, definitely dead wrong. Last question is what do you, what do you want to tell Trevor 10 years from now? I would have to say, just remember how tough it was. Right. Cause mm -hmm. like if, if you have success, like if I'm really successful, it's almost like you have to remember where you came from. Cause if yeah. you don't have those humbling moments or remember those moments when your ego got checked or yeah. remember the moments where you didn't have enough money for groceries and shit like that. Mm -hmm. and you get on this high horse of ego, you're going to get checked once again. 
Man, I love that. It's like always remember where you came from and don't forget yeah. it. I love that. That's super powerful. Super powerful. Well, thank you, Trevor, for for joining. Where can people where can people check out Shitty Coolers? Where can they reach you? Where can where can they Absolutely. check it out? Absolutely. You can go to uh, shittycoolers.com. It's gonna link you to wildlyweakcoolers.com. Um, it's gonna forward you to there. That's okay though. It's still the same site. Uh, we're working <laughs> on that. Um, or you can find us on Amazon. We're on Amazon Prime also. If you want to get the cooler before you got a party this weekend, uh, Fadi, I appreciate you. Appreciate Clockwork. And this has been so fun, man. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for checking in again to the Real Slim Fady show. I am Fady Huama, and we will check you next time. <laughs>